0: That thats what doesn't make sense to me. You're gonna make up your mind now. I just—I just think it's a little
1: dumb. It pisses me off that he does that.
0: No, 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 no. This is different. It's definitely different.
1: Really on my nerves right now. You're listening to the Loose Change podcast with your hosts Nick Waglia and Jared Galley. All right, welcome in. Loose Change Podcast, episode number 63. Uh, no Nick Quags tonight. He's uh, out and about with the uh, girly four anniversary, so give him the night off from here. Uh, I'm going to bring on Joe Murray from the Sports Hub. Don't forget, obviously, to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, right? If you subscribe, Nick asks you to do it every week. I'm going to ask you now. Um, but without further ado, Joe Murray, 98.5 The Sports our second repeat guest in the history of this show. Surprised we haven't done it more. But, uh, Joe, what's going on, my man? How are we? What's well, up, well, How are you doing, bud? Uh, doing well. Doing well. It's uh, summer. We're officially in the dog days. Uh, Red Sox are about all we have to watch at this point, besides the World Cup. So we're getting to that point of the sports here.
2: Oh, yay. You know, the Red <laughs> Sox, the only team in town that I, I'm not sure if everyone's watching.
1: Yeah, I don't know if everyone's watching the Red Sox. So let's not start with the Red Sox. <laughs> um, I want to start with the Celtics because, Joe, honestly, they they keep making headlines. And obviously the draft's right around the corner. Um, what's your take on all this Kawhi Leonard stuff? Because obviously it sounds like now we're hearing that, you know, Danny called the Spurs and offered him something. And they they didn't call him back. So, one, I mean, do you really think the Spurs are going to even consider trading Kawhi? They, are they going to patch it up like the rumors are? Or, like, what's your take on this whole report?
2: Uh, absolutely shocked that they were even involved in this thing. I mean, I, I can't believe, like, at some point, Danny, Danny took, a, you know, took a stab at uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard, one of the best two-way players in all of basketball. Um, you would have had to give it up something significant. There's no doubt about it. Um, I think Jalen Brown's probably somebody in that mix. But, you know, I think deep down inside, the Celtics wanted to take a run at this thing this year. You know, the, uh, the more and more of them, we saw that they... They lose in the fourth quarter the Houston Conference Finals. You know, they, they almost did it without Kyrie Irving, without Gordon Hayward. But the fact that they could have made another move at the deadline to bolster that team, I mean, it makes you think they're in it. they their players, man, and like going forward now, I think they'll go over the luxury tax. You know, if they can catch him and get one more All Star, which I think it's really going to take, um, but I think they're the favorites in the East. I think a lot of people agree with that. But yeah, like, the Guadalupe stuff. Uh, very interesting to me. Uh, but I just feel like at some point, the Spurs can't give up on a guy like that. You know, it, yeah, I cool. mean, it's hard to. Why would you? Yeah, and maybe there's something going on here. Like, we know that Popovich has put stuff on him.
0: You know, he said, hey, what's going
2: on with Kawhi? Well, why don't you go out to his camp? So he's been called out. He's been embarrassed in San Antonio. But, you know, he's their bread and butter. Like, you're not going to get a return. For, you know, for Kawhi Leonard, it's just it's not, not going to happen. Plus, he's got a few years left on his contract. But, uh, yeah, overall, uh, surprising that Age went for it. But at the same time, this guy could be available in the offseason. The Celtics certainly have the assets to make the move.
1: I mean, do you want some – I mean, obviously, he's a talent-wise. He's phenomenal. We know that. You could argue top five player, no question. But, like, do you want someone like this off-the-court issues if he's going to be this much of an issue when he doesn't get his way?
2: Well, I mean, how how much does he really have an off-the-court issue, you know? Like, this, who knows what's going on with him and Popovich, you know? They weren't really winning this year. They got an old group. Like, Pop was going through his own personal issues with his wife. Um, So, was he really a a conflict off-the-court? I I wouldn't say that. But at the same time, I don't know, another two years left, max money? Wouldn't you rather have a two-way all-star? You know, a guy that could legitimately, you know, stop any defender in the league, stop any player in the league. I'd rather have two, three years of that than overpaying for a guy who knows maybe maybe like a Jalen Brown
1: in the next couple of years. Do you believe the hype, Joe? Then that, like that Danny doesn't really like this roster because that that's been the storyline that's come out of this is oh well he's making moves he's trying to get a meeting with LeBron and trying to get Kawhi he's he really doesn't believe in the roster he's put together just yet. Do you believe that? Like, do you just, do you think that he believes you can't win a title with the way the roster is right now?
2: Yeah, I mean, who do you think is the the best team right now? It's Golden State, and I'll ask you: you know, if, if Golden State goes to uh, sorry, if LeBron James goes to another team in free agency, right? Is that team right now better than the Warriors? You know? Absolutely not. Like, no, God no. Put him on any team. So at the same time, that that's what that's what the Celtics are thinking. You know, that's what Danny Ainge is thinking. You're like, ah. Oh, you know, it's like, yeah, we yeah, we, carry Irving and tell this of Kyrie Irving and Gordon Harry coming back, but it still might not be enough to beat the Golden State Warriors. So I think he's trying to get as many all-stars as he can, and hey, listen, somebody was available, he took a shot. Of course, the Spurs would, would, would turn this thing down, but now going forward with, you know, Sacramento picks next year and Memphis picks still available, you know, they have assets to, if they want to move up in the draft. They could, they could probably get another all-star, but Right now, they're the favorites in the East, and I'm sure Danny Ean is going to go for it
1: if he has a chance. So th- then, what do you make of this Kyrie stuff? Because obviously, like your are only guarantee now with Kyrie right now is this year, this upcoming season. You know he's going to be a Celtic this year. They're not going to touch him because they want him to be here long term. Um, but all these quotes coming out, obviously he's doing the presser for this Uncle Drew movie. With who, who the hell knows how that movie is going to turn out to be. But he- he's not verbally even committing, or coming close to committing to being in Boston. So. Are you worried at all? Because a lot of people are. I might be a little bit, but um, I kind of think he wants to be here, and I think he will commit eventually. He makes sense with the money talk, but he he hasn't really committed otherwise.
2: I'm a little concerned. Um, You know, the simple fact they made the deal, he realistically had two years on it, right? Because next Mm -hmm. year it doesn't matter. So I'm a little concerned to make that move. Um, But at the same time, they're signing trades in the NBA, you know, it sounds like he wants to play in New York, or at least the Knicks are interested. The number one thing I took out of this whole week is whatever whatever Kyrie said is he wants to go to win a championship this year. Yep. It's about this year. That's it. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't blame him. He signs now, he loses out on what seventy, eighty million dollars. It's like eighty, yeah, it's thirty so, Yeah, you know, like he can get a super max if he, if he wants at some point. So, I, I, I mean, I, I just look at it as this. You know, the guy's a businessman. He put himself in this position. He got out of Cleveland. He has a chance to get a new deal. Like, go win your championship. If you like it here in Boston, you're going to get the money. At the same time, the Celtics can look at it and say, ah, do we want to give money long-term to a guy with knee issues who's been injured ever since his time at Duke? You know what I mean? He's never played a full season. Uh, so, you know, would you, would you be able to move a guy like that? Yes. I'm sure every team in the league would like him. Um I, I think everything's going to be fine. Like I, I think eventually, if they win, everything will be fine. But, you know, let's say they make it to the finals, they lose. You could be moving on from Kyrie Irving. But, again, there is that sign-and-trade always available.
1: Do you think if they get there and lose that, that he would just walk away and not come back and try to go back and win the title? Like, Do you think winning might be the only guarantee to keep him here?
2: Honestly, I don't know with him. Like, <laughs> he's
1: a space you know, case. He's, he's a nut, a nut job.
2: Yeah, he's a flat earther. Like he, <laughs> who knows? I, I, re, I, really don't know. I, I do know this: the guy wants to win. Um, and his best chance is here in Boston. You know, if he wants to go to New York, like, what do you want to do in New York? You know, you're not, you're not going there to intend for another, you know, championship there. So, I think Danny Ainge has a lot, a lot of good things going here, and they can sell it all to him. Hey, you can be the man on this team. You know, we can give you this, you know, this this max contract. You know, Gordon Hayward's contract's up in the air. You know, Al Horford's contract. We got Tatum on the count. We got DeStraff. Like, there's a lot to pitch to Kyrie to stay here in Boston. I just think he's taking it one step at a time and just looking at this season.
1: So, with the draft coming up then, and, and this is just a quick, kind of curiosity out of me, like, what do you think they do? Because they have options still, right? You can trade up, you get somebody in the top part of the draft, you, you stay where you are, you draft the Grayson Allen types of the world and you see what he can do and that's it? Or you trade these picks and you trade something and, and you move on and try to get somebody now. Is Danny pressing to use this draft pick plus Sacramento's pick and, and whatnot to get somebody right now?
2: He could be. I mean, you know, a lot of people think big man. Um, you know, the more I look at it, I think DeAndre Eaton and, and Doncic, I think they're the two best guys. Uh, I think they'll be off I don't know, top five of those two guys. Sharon Jackson's making a really big run. You know, there's Trey Jackson. Can't forget about him, uh, you know, with Oklahoma. So the, the more I look at it, like, if a Michael Porter Jr. who was injured again today that a lot of people don't know about, maybe was available in fourteen, fifteen. maybe you make that move. Like, maybe you should. Maybe you try to make that move, but overall, I mean, what team really stand? I like this year's draft. I do. Uh, I and I don't. I'm not a Mo Obama guy.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, that was but, great. That's what
2: was. But I think that there's, yeah, uh, you know, I think there's value late in the draft. That's when he's up. Um, and if you watch this year, like I'm a big Mo Wagner guy out of Michigan. Yeah, I think Mo Wagner could literally step on this team and literally become an option to score. Uh, he'd be a big man. He'd be a Kelly Olenek type. Uh, but I think he's a guy that can come in and help right away. There's another guy, Omari Spellman from Villanova. He's one of their big men. He can shoot the three. So there is talent here uh, late in the draft. I wouldn't move one bit. I think this team's kind of loaded this year. And, uh, you know, Danny's had success of drafting late you know, late in the second-round pick. So why not continue with Grayson Allen? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if I can root for a guy like that.
1: Yeah, Grayson Allen's kind of a, a wishy-washy guy, and um, I, I don't know if he fits the mold here. I think a lot of them want him here, and I wouldn't mind it, but he's not the kind of guy that it seems like Danny Ainge is going to be going for.
2: Oh, he's, he's absolutely the guy. He, he's Danny
1: Ames in a nutshell. I like, guess, not, but, how, like, would it fit the mold, of, though? Like, played. does it fit everybody else?
2: Well, that's how Ames played. He was that kind of kid, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. Allen's, a more, Allen's a little bit more of a crybaby or a rich kid. I, I can't really... Maybe I shouldn't say that about him but nah, okay. Uh, he, he's we, not
1: here
2: we, we've seen him we've seen him try to trip kids, okay? We we've seen him push kids. Like, you know, you're on the best one of the best teams in the country and you played, I don't know, five years of college basketball, like <laughs> he's been known to be a little whiny guy, but that's right up right out Danny Ages' alley and hey listen, the kid can flat out shoot. So, you know, if they have an opportunity to get another shooter on this team,
1: why not? Especially when, you know, you had opportunities in that game against LeBron and the Cavs and you miss some open shots and he might be thinking, Hey, yeah. we could use another shooter. All right. This other team in the town. That's not the Boston Red Sox, New England Patriots, because they keep showing up in our faces, regardless of what's going on. They're not even at practice anymore. Cause Belichick decided to cancel OTAs. Um, this Rob Gronkowski thing is still puzzling to me. Now, apparently there's a report out there that they were looking to trade him three days before the draft. um, First of all, Joe, is this a team leak? Is this something they want us to know? Or, or is, someone, is this a real report?
0: Uh,
2: good question, man. I mean, I, th- I think there was a time this offseason where Rob Gronkowski wasn't committing the football. And Belichick was like, listen, if he's not going to commit, let's move on from him. And I actually agree with him. But at the same time, whoever puts Rob Gronkowski on the training block, like ever. And, ever. and You at it like this, too. Can they get fifty cents on the dollar for Rob Gronkowski? Like, when does he to retire? When you know, when does he gets traded, and all of a sudden, you know, just as I said, I'm done. No team is going to give you the value for a guy like Gronk. But yeah, I guess they wanted to do this around the draft. They could have had uh you know, that, that's the report. I mean, I don't know if anyone's leaking this one. I think this was a real story. But at the same time, Rob Gronkowski wasn't committing to football. It wasn't fair for the team. And really, the best thing for the Patriots is having Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady on the football field. And I think that's why he sent everybody home, because why even have practice if these guys aren't involved? I think he learned that real
1: quick. Is this is this something, the reaction to the, the, the fun police or whatever you want to call them around the league, um, commenting on Belichick's coaching style? Is this Belichick throwing a jab at them, or is this simply like you said, you know, you know, our main guys aren't here. Edelman might be getting popped for four games. Well, let's just walk away from this. We'll come back together. We'll reconvene it uh, when it's mandatory at the end of July.
2: I think it's both, man. Absolutely both. You know, people say, oh, the culture there in New England. And, oh, it's tough there all right, let's go play cornhole at Fenway Park. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, know, you know, Brady's not there and Gronk's not there. So, yeah, why don't you guys go home? He even did, like, an old-fashioned practice this week, taking the team back to, like, the leather helmet days. Um, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure he hears it. At the same time, let's be realistic, man. Like, it concerned me a little bit that Brady wasn't there, right? Here it is, Julian Elvin's known since March. He's going to be suspended. The team has known that there's new pieces, like he could miss the first four games and he's not out there throwing the football around. And when he wasn't out there, people thought practice was just going through the motions. So, I don't know. I think they learned quickly. Eh, maybe there's something to this that we shouldn't overwork these guys. But it is funny that them playing cornhole at Fenway one day (laughs) and the next day you let them go home. Yeah, I think it is maybe a shot to the other parts of the league.
1: I just love it. Like who? Like who? I mean, he brings his teams to movies. Like dur- during camp and for preseason, he'll always take them next door and and show them films. But like, yeah, let's just go up to Boston and, and casually play cornhole at Fenway Park. Like that. That'll that'll show them. That'll stick it to the man.
2: Yeah, I listen. To, you know, people. Oh, people don't like playing there. Oh, people hate the coach. And oh, go get your money. And people are happy. All the quotes that you heard. Well, I'm pretty sure the guys are pretty happy when, Tom, uh, when Bill Belichick gave him the last couple of days off. So maybe it doesn't look so bad there in New England.
1: All right, Joe, well, before we go to the Red Sox, what's this look like come camp? Are we talking about this more, or is this team fully committed? Um, obviously, it sounds like you're probably going to be missing Julian Edelman anyway for four games. Is Brady committed? Is Gronk committed? Or are these guys – obviously, they're contenders because the AFC is garbage. But um, is this team really committed to winning this year and, and, and beyond?
2: Absolutely, I don't. I don't see why not what, what, whatsoever. Um, you know, I think the offense might have its issues early on. Like, who's gonna replace Denny Amendola? Who, you know, who's gonna replace Julian Edelman for the first four games? The the Mendola loss, I think, in the end, will be the biggest loss of the year. Like, you gave Cordell Patterson more money, more money. A guy who, who's a kick returner. <laughs> uh, no special teams, return- man. No kick- special teams. Oh, geez, you know, Joe <laughs> Arizona. Hart- you know, I mean, just, listen, I, I don't think it's going to affect them. But at some point, Tom Brady's 41 years old. I just feel like at some point it's going to catch up. Maybe it's not this year. Maybe it's not next year. This team should be in the running for a championship. Doesn't it kind of feel like the end? Like, doesn't oh, it, it feel like, uh, this, this could be the end for, for maybe even Belichick and Josh McDaniels could be taking over. So I have that kind of feeling about this year. Yeah, they'll put it together. They'll persevere. They'll struggle some weeks, but in the end, if they're still in the AFC East, they're still the Patriots, and as long as Tom Brady's back there and he's playing at a at a consistent
1: level, uh, the Patriots have a shot at the Super Bowl. Joe, I'm convinced if they win the Super Bowl, Belichick walks away from all this crap. You hope so, right? Because then McDaniels gets it, Brady's a little happier, maybe it settles down a little bit, uh, maybe Guerrero comes back into the locker room, and, and everything yeah. kind of is forgiven.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, maybe. I mean, I, I think deep down inside, Belichick wants to win a championship without Brady. You know what I mean? Like it's something he wants to do. He's just one of the greatest coaches of all time. But you know, he had Tom Brady. And you know, if everything's true about Jimmy Garoppolo and they wanted to go forward with
1: him, you know, maybe maybe, maybe that's what we see. And who knows? Maybe Brady doesn't play another three years. Yeah, who knows? But all I know is that Brady Belichick had his chance to win that Super Bowl. If Garoppolo is still on this roster, I think that's a pipe dream at this point uh, for Belichick. So Red Sox, um, biggest thing I want to touch on with you because we know what this team is. They're 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 there. They're a good team, not necessarily a great team. I think they can compete, but you know they're going to need some help. But I think they're the third best team in the AL. But the thing I want to talk to you about is this Chris Sale ejection that happened against the Orioles because. One, amazing, right? Comes off the mound, arguing balls and strikes. That's an automatic Jackson, But then he swears. Swears at the ump, goes at him, whatever it may be. Apologized after. Whatever. But then the storyline comes out saying that some people don't want someone like that long-term on the team. Joe, why in the world would anybody not want a guy who's your ace to be as fiery as Chris Sale? Like, the storylines are there, right? Like, he's cut those jerseys in Chicago. My favorite storyline of all time. Um, through swearing at the ref. He gets in people's faces. He's aggressive. Pitchers are supposed to be nut jobs. They are. The best pitchers in the league are psychopaths, almost like goalies in the NHL.
2: Yeah, I thought this was a pretty funny story when I saw it. Um, I don't know. Did, did anybody watch Roger Clemens? Did anybody watch Pedro Martinez?
1: Guess not. Like
2: the great, great <laughs> pitchers, this is what they do. Like they need a little chip on their shoulder. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Listen, Chris Sale's had, what, three, four bad starts in a row, three in a row. I think people are more upset with his performance than his attitude. You know what I mean? And maybe they're just looking for a way to say, hey, don't pay this guy. Don't give another guy $20 million. Look what's already happened with David Price. Oh, like the Red Sox stuff kills me. And I'm so glad we're talking about it because here they are, right? The best team in baseball. One of the best teams in baseball. They got J.D. Martinez as a free agent. Like, they're doing it with uh, Dustin Pedroia, who sometimes just kills me. Yep. But, you know, one of the best pitchers in baseball who's struggling this year, who's been bailed out by David Price multiple times, people are upset because he's yelling at an umpire? <laughs> like, get over this, please. Like, the, the whole Red Sox stuff drives me nuts, man. It, it drives me nuts. Like, they're a team that's going to play. They're going to contend. Like, they're going to try to go for Manny Machado. Like, you hear all these rumors, and at the same time, they're still the dumb Red Sox. And I don't know, to me, like, I liked it when it was the Fellowship of the Miserable. Like, I liked it here when it was, oh, they're going to make a bad move. Like, oh, what's going to happen next? At this point now, I'm like, oh, can this team ever get it together to win another championship? I don't know. I really <laughs> don't know. Right now, all I can tell you is J.D. Martinez just dunks Like, that guy can hit the baseball. And I-, I think he's going to hit over 50 home runs this year. But Chris Sale, like, let's get over the, oh, this guy's bad for the game. It's like, oh, he yelled at an ump. Get over it. Look at David Price does on a consistent basis. Oh, seriously. Like, I can't even enjoy a Red Sox team anymore. They're on tonight at night. And, like, I don't even care. I don't care.
1: The problem with the the, the situation here is, like, we all want, we ask for David Price to be a fiery a-hole. That's what we want. And then when Chris Sale does it, we're like, nah, fuck that guy. (laughs)
2: We don't want that guy to do
1: that. Like, what do you mean? That's what you want David Price to do. Oh, no, no.
2: He can't can't do that, you know. He can't use uh, 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 scissors to cut open the, oh, why why would he do that? Why would the ace of the staff try to use something as a chip on his shoulder to try to improve himself? Oh, because David Price does it all the time. He'll mock himself saying, oh, I'm soft, I'm soft. But like the the actual star of the team, the guy who doesn't get paid when he should, miles off at the young just a little bit and all of a sudden there's a problem here. Ugh, get over yourselves, Red Sox fans.
1: Red Sox fans really are. And I I I'm a big baseball guy, Joe, but like real like legit Red Sox fans really are soft. Like they're mammy pamies. They don't it's almost it's not as bad as Celtics fans, because we know what green teamers are. But like the Red Sox fans just want everything and like you're I think you're hundred percent right. I almost wish it was back to the low expectations. We know they're going to blow it. We know they're going to lose. Give me a heartache and we'll persevere eventually because now with the expectations are winning, none of these guys can catch a break.
2: Listen, as long as there's sweet Caroline being played in the eighth inning, Ugh. you know, and, and like, it's not going to change, man. And, and, and like, all, all I can tell you is this, like, you know, you, you're a big, big baseball guy. Like I've, I've loved the game of baseball, but I can't tell you what's going on in the National League. What? No. Why the Atlanta Braves are one of the best teams? You know what I mean? Like they just don't market their players. Like I actually get bored of Mike Trout. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Mike Trout, one of the best players. I know nothing about him. I know that he can hit subways over the fence. Like uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like I <laughs> like what? What do we know about these guys in baseball? They're not marketed enough. And just while we're on this, I'm a big, huge fan of J.D. Martinez. I thought they they should have given him the money. Uh, I was like, what are you even waiting for? You guys need, the Red Sox need hitting. They need power. The guy's right there. They sign him. How many days is it to actually get him signed because of the medicals? You know what I mean? Like, there's another thing when it comes to that. My whole thing with J.D. Martinez is this. The guy has lived up to expectations. The guy's a home run machine. At the same time, though, he, he, he's like, oh, I'm I'm under the radar. I'm not am not known as one of the best guys. Well, when they invite you to the home run derby, dude, Do show it. up. Show up if you if you want to be one of the best guys in the game, show up. You know, don't continue to say, oh, me and Goldie, me and Paul Goldschmidt, we weren't getting looked at in Arizona. Like you were invited to the All Star game, they hit in the home run derby, and you have declined. So like, don't sit there crying poor mouth. Oh, poor me. Like, dude, you should go there and try to get the exposure, because the game gives you none whatsoever.
1: If you want to be in the spotlight, put yourself in the spotlight. Like, look at the NBA. Like, look how many guys, especially now, who are doing the dunk contest who aren't stars, because that's their chance to show what they can do. And look how many people know who Aaron Gordon even is in Orlando, simply because he did the dunk contest that one year. Remember Jeff
2: Green? You know, former
1: top (laughs) pick for the— Pull the cupcake out?
2: Yeah. There you go. You know what I mean? Like, people know Jeff Green. Because of it puts you on the map. And I understand it might ruin your swing or things to that degree. But you know, I'm pretty sure if you've hit a lot of home runs over the last couple of years, you're gonna be just fine. And I, I don't mean to pile on Martinez. Like, you know, this is this is he's always been a guy that's had to work hard and he's stroking the baseball really great. But don't give me the hell nobody talks about us when you've been invited to the, to the All-Star, you've been invited to the Home Run Derby and you've declined. It, it, that's, that's a story, like, it hasn't gotten a lot of buzz, but I, I, I don't want to pile on him because he's been one of the great stories for the Red Sox. I mean, Joe, he is
1: hitting 313 with thir- 22 home runs in <laughs> June. Yep. But here so.
2: no, I, I got him going over the 54 of uh, David Ortiz.
1: Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised. Him and Mookie Betts both, man, are on a tear. Mookie Betts is, what, at 19, and he had, like, a week and a half off? So, these guys are legit. So, let me ask you this. Like, would you go after Manny Machado, or are you okay with this roster the way it is leading, maybe, like, pitching instead of someone like Machado?
2: Yeah, I actually would. Um, Here's the deal, right? You're the Red Sox. You're one of the best teams in baseball right now. Your farm system sucks. You got Mookie Betts. You got Xander Bogarts. You have tons of guys that you're gonna to have to give long-term contracts to at some point, right? So if you're gonna contend, you're gonna you gotta give Chris Sale the money. You know what I mean? Like Craig Kimber, what's gonna to happen to him? You're both in stinks. Like you're gonna to have to sign somebody. You're, you're long-term here, like you know how we were just talking about the Celtics and long-term. They have a good long-term plan. Five years, you know they're gonna be in the running. The Red Sox, what do they have? One year two years? Maybe two, maybe two. <laughs> did, you, did you see the Detroit Tigers come into Fenway recently? They suck. And that's all because of Dave Dombrowski. Like, they suck. So, is that like if you Look at Jackie Bradley Jr. this year. Like, you know, just look at a lot of these players. Christian Vazquez. Like, I don't know. I look around that team and I'm like, where, where's... Who's the guy they're going to build around? It's probably Mookie Betts, but hey, Mookie Betts going to be pissed because he just brought to arbitration this year. Yep. So, I don't know. The more I look at it, if you could trade Raphael Devers for a half a month of Machado, you do it because you can pay that kid. Uh, The only issue I see with that is he wants to play shortstop. He's 25 years old. Does that jeopardize something with Bogarts? Do you maybe try to move on from Bogarts to get something in return and then really do a rebuild? I I just think that if you have the chance to go out and get a guy that can hit 40 home runs and 120 RBI. You go get him and you make him like Boston and you you try to let him sign a long term deal because listen where's he gonna get the money from? Is New York gonna give him the big money? I mean they just signed they just traded for for Stan. What, what team would give him the big money in the off season? It'd be Washington. Like I, I think the, South, the sorry the Red Sox are in the mix when he becomes a free agent of the year, no doubt.
1: I would love for them to trade for him now. And, like, the biggest question mark is realistically, like, would you be willing to give up Devers for a short-term rental and Mar- Machado yeah. and then risk it? Yeah. Of course you would, because Machado's hit the crap out of the ball, and he's he's young, and he can become a face of franchise. And honestly, Joe, I just want to watch him and Pedroia play on the same team. Oh, God. <laughs> Dustin Pedroia. What, what, what do you think about Dustin Pedroia? Because, honestly, I'm over it. Like, I don't even know if this team needs Dustin Pedroia.
2: You know what, I, I my, here, here's the thing, I, I said this a couple of weeks ago, he's too prideful. Like, every year when he's been injured, he refuses to do rehab stints. He'll get hurt, he'll do a stint, he'll come right back. What do you do, a stint for a weekend, went 0 for 16, bought everybody Capital girl, and then came back and got hurt again? <laughs> like, dude, when you're ready, you come back. I, 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 at this point, like, I'm not a Brock Holt fan, Brock Holt's hitting the baseball better. I would let him try to get try to get healthy. I would not depend on him this year. Like, I don't know. Maybe when, like, maybe in September, you know, when the rosters get called up, maybe you try to see if you can get something out of him then. Why even rush to come back? You're going to have an issue with Nunez when he comes back to the lineup. Like, my whole thing with Dustin is this he's not talking much, so he's not really as unlikable as he could be. But they signed him to a, a mega super deal. And just think about these little guys. You know, you know just I'll, I'll use Jacoby Ellsberg once, once a guy loses his speed what kind of player is he you know what I mean he, well what are you going to do with a guy who signed an eight-year deal who's a second baseman who can't do anything else and all of a sudden can't hit and stay healthy Ugh, it's, just, it's tough to watch a guy who's been that successful go this way but he hasn't he hasn't been a poison in the locker room yet so let's not fault him for something he hasn't done yet
1: yeah, I'm intrigued with the Pedroia thing. Um, my biggest thing is if you can keep him just to have him, sure. But I think he's too prideful and, and he's going to want to play. And I don't. I think if he's not starting, Joe, then I, I think he's going to be a problem and throw a fit. Because look what he did last year when the David Price and Eck thing kind of went in fumes. And the Machado, you know, all this kind of stuff, you know, he's the forefront of it. And without David Ortiz patrolling the clubhouse, you know, Pedroia could be a liability because he's never wanted to be that leader.
2: Yeah, I've been the leader.
1: Like, little leader, you know, Dustin Pedroia, coming
2: at you. There you go. Buddy my buddy Adam Jones would right now freak out and say, Oh, the little leader you know, so we'll see we'll see how it all goes, man. But I, at this point I wouldn't have any hopes regarding uh
1: regarding Dustin Pedroia. Oh, yeah, I'm right there with you. All right, Joe, we'll let you go on that. Joe Murray, 98.5 The Sports Hub. Joe, my best wishes to you, potentially working next to the sports Vulcan himself, Adam Jones. <laughs> um, appreciate the time, and hopefully uh, we'll c- catch you on down the road.
2: All right, man. And like I said, the, the, summer is here, okay? Like, okay want to. It's okay if you want to watch baseball. It is. It's just, you know. 10 o'clock at night during the week in Seattle. I don't know if I'm going to stay up for this
1: one. And, and the sad part about that, too, is it's a David Price-Felix Hernandez matchup, and no one's going to watch it.
2: I, can you believe that? David Price versus Felix Hernandez, and none of us care.
1: Nope, don't care. I'm going to bed.
2: That's what's wrong with the game. They don't promote it
1: at us. Nope. All right, Joe. Appreciate it, and uh, right, talk soon. All right, big shout. My guy, Big Joe Murray, 98.5, the sports sub. Uh, pulling for buddy to get that full-time job there alongside Adam Jones at night. Uh, reminder again, no quags four year uh, anniversary, man. Time flies, huh? Bud. Um, I don't know. Four years, man. I mean, I'm on eight and I'm getting married. So um, I'll have that conversation that he's looking to buy a house though. I know quags is, so he's, I mean- he's settling down.
0: I'm on zero years, so I got something <laughs> to look forward to. <laughs> oh,
1: the Connor Strayer timetable. Oh, yeah. uh, oh man, I love it. No, that's great. Yeah, no, four years is not a, a thing to in his eyes out. So nah, they, it's,
0: that's an accomplishment. Congrats, Nick. Those, those two are going
1: strong. Uh, so we're supporting date night, so we're here. Uh, let's jump into the show. No weekly dump, because you know what? Nick's a pro. I won't taint it. Um, let's jump right into the Celtics stuff, because on, our expertise is basketball, you and I. So... Connor, right, let's go into this Kawhi Leonard stuff because apparently, not surprising though, Danny Danny Hank reached out to Pop and the Spurs and c- tried to connect to get a deal done at the deadline for Kawhi Leonard. Didn't happen. Spurs didn't even, didn't even react. Like, it didn't just even up. back. So yeah. that also speaks to me saying this probably won't happen because the Spurs didn't show any interest then and this doesn't sound like they're showing interest now. But it intrigues me to a bigger picture story. One, I would love Kawhi Leonard here. I think he's a good fit. But he's, I think he's a good fit in most places. Right. Oh, yeah. But this, I think, shows us that Danny Ainge is not happy. Because Kyrie Irving, we'll get to him in a second, the whole other story, he might not want to be here. Uh, you're talking about bringing in LeBron James, and you're taking a meeting, which means you want LeBron James. That also means Kyrie Irving will not be here, if that happened. So, why isn't Danny Ainge happy with this roster? Because Kawhi Leonard, I think you can get Kawhi Leonard for, like, Maybe the draft, the draft pick in Terry or that draft pick in Jalen Brown. I think that's enough because Danny's not going to pay full price at this point for Kawhi
0: Leonard. No, oh, especially when it would be – if we traded for him, it would be like a one-year rental unless he told Ainge that he wants to be the face of Boston for the next whatever amount of years. Which could happen, but I don't see him wanting to stay in Boston unless they won a championship next year.
1: Well, this is what LeBron does. And if it's a one-year deal, you don't do that
0: at all. No, well, yeah, but I was talking about Kawhi Leonard.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, No, Kawhi
0: Leonard, either way. I I think Kawhi
1: is more likely to stay long-term, especially if you give him a picture of playing with Kyrie.
0: If he plays with
1: Kyrie, then yes. Um, LeBron James is only coming if it's like a three-year, four-year deal. But then after that, it's like every other team he goes to where you're going to have to start over again.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. And that's the problem
1: is do you give up the 10-year window – to have LeBron for a four-year window and maybe win two or three championships or have the 10-year window and maybe still win two or three but over a longer time.
0: I mean, I would rather see him win right now. I want to win the championships right now. I'm a greedy fan. I want championship, championship, championship. Just give me them all right now. We're used to it with the Patriots. We always win championships or at least we're in contention. We're at the Super Bowl. We're about to win, whatever. So I feel like Boston fans want to win right now, but when it comes to LeBron James, I'm not feeling the same thing. Like, I feel like people do not want to see LeBron on this team. I mean, and they have their reasons. I mean, he's a selfish player. He's, We all think he's a bitch. We have a rivalry with him. So, like, I don't know. It's up in the air right now. I would love to have Kawhi Leonard. If we can get him at the draft, like, make a trade for him, that would be a steal because we'd get him for dirt cheap. But I have, n- we have no clue what's going to happen right now. It's crazy.
1: Well, and the thing is, too, is, and it goes back to the Kyrie thing, You don't know what's going to happen because Kyrie's holding you up. Because I I, I get why he's not going to sign a contract. He keeps saying it doesn't make financial sense. It doesn't. Because you can get a super match. You can have like a bird right. So he's going to make – he'd be leaving like $80 million on the table. I think that was the number that's being tossed around. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. I don't care who you are. Yeah, exactly. a lot of money to just be like, yeah, yeah, I'll sign a year early. But you don't have to – Sign something to say, yeah, I want to be here. I- I'm hoping something gets worked out next year. I'm not doing it now because I want the money that's going to be owed to me. That's fine. I don't care if you want the money. But he's not even, like, hinting at wanting to be here. Then you have all these rumors popping up about what he said to his Cavs teammates when he was in Cleveland saying, I want to play for New York. Which is he could tough. easily just up and go next year after having a, a year of success in Boston.
0: Oh, yeah. And I th- I think he might do that. If they don't win the championship this year. I think he's just going to get up and go. Because I feel like he's just going to be like, all right, well, I think I think they're going to make the finals next year. But if they don't win it, I think he's just going to get up and go. Because How he, could they not make
1: the finals next year?
0: It's really? I, if, like- if, if It depends where LeBron goes. Even if he goes to um, 76ers, I don't see them going to the finals. I mean, I don't see the Sixers going to the finals. I think their team's still kind of weak. They're going to lose Redick if he goes there, I think. Which he needs Reddick to win if he's going to win anything. But... I don't know. LeBron needs to go out west if he's going to win anything. Join a super team, join the Warriors. That's his only chance of winning. If he goes to the Celtics, or the Warriors, that's his only chance of winning. I think. I think Houston guaranteed. I think Houston gives him an interesting option, but I don't know if it'll work. But, and they're they're also going to lose like that. They're going to lose Ariza, I think, if he goes there, or the um, Capella. I don't think they could keep both them if he goes there. No, they can't. That's the th- yeah, exactly. So I think if he wants to win a championship and he wants a shot at breaking MJ's record, he needs to go to either the Warriors or the Celtics because those are the only guarantees. If you go to those two teams, he's going to win a championship. Oh, so yeah. like it's it's a guarantee. It's like you don't even have to think about it. Whatever team he goes to, either the Celtics or the Warriors, he's going to win. So it's just his mindset, what he wants to do. Celtics have three options in my eyes. It's you do nothing,
1: draft Grayson Allen, which I wouldn't hate. I like Grayson Allen.
0: I'm a and- big Grayson fan. Yeah,
1: you draft Grayson now and he worked out for the team. I think that's the biggest name that's come in, obviously, because of who he played for and what he is. Um, that would be number one, right? You you trust this roster, you like it, you don't do anything, or you just don't get anything of value enough to make a move and you leave the roster the way it is. Two, you you bring in LeBron James, you, you, sell, <laughs> you sell your soul to the devil, you bring in the king, and you win a couple championships and then he moves on and, and you have to rebuild again. Mm-hmm. Or three, you trade for Kawhi. And I think this is my option, You trade for Kawhi, let him play alongside Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum. And that team is studly for a few years. And Horford. Horford maybe would have to go money-wise, but (laughs)
0: -hmm. Horford might stay. And he's getting old anyways. I mean, I feel like that was his... Like, this past season was his last good, good season. I mean, I feel like he's just going to start to deteriorate over the next few years, and he's not going to be the same guy, obviously. But, I mean, if we can get Kawhi Leonard we're going to win a championship, guarantee. I think that's a guarantee. Oh, yeah. I think if you have Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, Kawhi Leonard, mm-hmm. Jason
1: Tatum, Al Horford, but that, that rivals Golden State, no questions asked.
0: But look, look at this, though. The three of the guys that you named are all coming off huge injuries. So Kyrie's coming off surgery, um, Hayward's coming off a huge injury, and Leonard hasn't played this whole season. Did Leonard even play that much this season? He played nine games. Like nine games, exactly. So is he healthy? He hasn't been talking about that too much. Like, who knows if he's healthy. I don't even, que- I, I I question if he was even hurt. Like, I mean, that would be dumb if he just didn't play at all. Like, come on, he can't be that much of a wuss if he's just wasn't hurt that much and then just sat out the rest of the season. Like, come on.
1: That would be, I think, yeah, I think the off-the-court stuff is the only thing that really concerns me with Kawhi because we know when healthy, he's a top five, at least top five player in this Oh, league. yeah,
0: exactly which is, he He needed to play this last year if he wasn't hurt. that That's sad if he just wasn't playing because of the drama stuff.
1: But this favors the Celtics, because now, if Danny really t- does kick the tires and they meet and the, and Kawhi and the Spurs aren't on the same page, exactly. you could get him for, like we are saying, like a lower price. Full, full retail, Kawhi Leonard is worth Kyrie Irving.
0: Oh, he's worth Kyrie Irving and then maybe the Sacramento pick as and well. Maybe, yeah, and then, exactly. and like, then you'll probably have to throw in like even maybe even Tatum or Brown, one of the two with that like
1: yeah that's full worth price.
0: That yeah, that's full price. But right now he's worth like the draft pick in Brown and maybe Horford, which yeah. wouldn't be terrible or like Rosier and Horford, which if you got to keep Brown and Tatum, that's huge. Yeah. I, I think out. there's
1: a way to do this in the right way, but I wouldn't if I'm Danny Ainge, I don't automatically do what I did last year and flip the roster. I don't think you need to unless okay. for the right exactly. Like People were talking about it. Oh, we can just flip the roster. Danny did it last year. No. No, no, no. You flip the roster to do this. You have Kyrie Irving. You have Gordon Hayward. You have two young players. You're built. Unless something better comes along, don't just do it to do it. Unless yeah. um, LeBron James something better along. than what you have, especially because you'd be upgrading from, from Jalen Brown to Kawhi Leonard.
0: Exactly. Or LeBron James, if he wants to come here, then exactly. you do whatever's possible to make him come here. You get who he wants on his team, and we're going to win championships. If I wants. think for LeBron, it's coming down to Houston or Philly. East or West, you got one on
1: each side, and you pick which team is a better fit for you.
0: Um, he, he'd be dumb not to pick Houston, I feel like, if he's going to go out West.
1: <coughs> yeah, I think he's going to Philly. I think that's where he Philly? ends up. Because uh, he gets to stay in the East, and the only team he has to worry about is the Celtics, instead of the, the Thunder, potentially, of the Lakers who are up and coming. You yeah. have the Rockets, you have Golden State. Wouldn't you rather yeah.
0: face Golden State in the finals
1: if you're LeBron James and have to play him in East, the Western Conference final?
0: Yeah, but I feel like he... like Look at the Rockets. They brought him to game six. I feel like if he goes to the Rockets, they beat the Warriors easily. I mean, he just has Harden and Chris Paul with him. I think they take down the Warriors.
1: It's a good For- match.
0: It would be a lot better. About- <laughs> I, I don't know. He. I mean, I know they got swept this in the finals, but I feel like if he goes to the Rockets, I think the, they could beat the Warriors in probably, like, six games. Maybe even five, to be honest. Any chance
1: think, he stays in Cleveland?
0: That's a good question, too. I, I would probably give it, like, a 10% chance. Like, look at that roster. There's no one on that roster. They would have to get maybe, like, can Paul George go there? Is that even a possibility? Yeah, What about if maybe they can get Paul George there and then maybe trade for Kawhi Leonard. I don't know what they have to trade. Nothing, really. I mean, do they have a couple draft picks maybe to offer up? Only thing they have is that eighth overall pick, which was the Celtics. As the pick. Yeah, so like, give them maybe give him that eighth overall pick. Um, I don't even know who. I don't even know who you would give him honestly. But if they can make something happen, he would love to stay in Cleveland. Like he wants to stay in Cleveland, but the roster is just terrible.
1: Yeah, I think the only thing that keeps him in Cleveland at this point is his wife, his wife and, and the family. I think that storyline is true. I think it's very <laughs> much a does the wife not want to move anymore? The kids are older; they have settled in. They all like Cleveland. If they're, they they would not be there.
0: I mean, if you think about it, though, his wife will move if he gets like a two hundred million dollar contract somewhere. I mean, I don't think. I mean, he would love to stay in Cleveland because that's his hometown, home city, whatever. But if the money's right and he knows he's going to win a championship, he'll he'll get up and go. I mean, his wife can handle it for another few years, and the kids. Yeah.
1: The it's, kids it's, can stay. The kids, yeah, the kids, leave the kids behind. Just yeah, leave, I mean, them with, leave them just with
0: leave I mean, like look what they have. They'll have like a legendary file. He's already a legend. They'll have like if he goes to Houston or wherever else and wins three more rings, he's tied with Jordan. Like he he'll have it all. Or if he can win like four more, that would be even crazy, but who knows what's gonna happen with LeBron. He can do whatever he wants nowadays. And and I think the biggest thing with the LeBron storyline is
1: they want they want um they want a meeting with him, which means they want him. And that's it. Like the Danny Ainge wants LeBron oh. James. You don't turn that well, opportunity. Well, yeah. And as much as I can say, sit here and say, I'm not sure if I want LeBron James here, mm-hmm. if there's a chance to get the king in the room, you get when him he's interested, him. you bring him in the room and see what you and you have him listen and see what how he responds. Yeah, oh exactly. Because hey. if he's gung ho about being here, you might be able to say, LeBron, how do you feel about being a Celtic the rest of your career? Mm-hmm. What if he's engaging to that? What if he's engaged about being done can, one yeah. more team, because if he's in Boston for the rest of his career, you're pretty much competitive for the next five, seven years.
0: Oh, especially with, if you get, if you keep Irving, I mean, I don't know if he would, he's probably going to leave if you, if he comes, but you have well, to you're you still going to have, then you have Terry Rozier, because you don't have to get rid of him. Oh, yeah, and Horford, and yeah, so, I mean, you're guaranteed, at least for the next three years to go to the finals each yep. year, so for the next sure. three years in a row, you're going to the finals, exactly. and then, and then after that, you still have your draft picks, whoever you get in the first round, and then. Superstar players love to come play with LeBron, so you never know who he's going to recruit to come play there.
1: And you might be able to swing Kawhi in later when his contract's up, when he has a free agent moment, Um exactly. is not far away, if I remember correctly. So, no, it's not. It's one of those things where maybe LeBron, if he's com- if he's committed to Boston, if he says, you know what, like I love what you're doing, Danny. Like I get it. Like I'm at <laughs> the point of my career where I want to coach and I don't want to be on the ball. Which he's saying all the right things right now. If you believe it, do it. Because then you, oh, you're upgrading yeah. from Kyrie Irving for sure, and you still have room to win now and then make moves to win later, and he attracts stars like you said.
0: Yeah, but do you think he wants to stay in Boston? I mean, he's Absolutely I mean, not. He's, he's in like a – I mean, Cleveland's worse than Boston, but like I don't think he wants to be in the cold anymore. I mean, I could see him even going out to L.A. possibly.
1: He'd get a lot of the- crap here. I don't think every fan would link on to him as well as anywhere <coughs> else because look at the history of hatred you have here. I'm su- – so like, Kyrie Irving got love right away. Which, because he wasn't in a rivalry as much. Yeah, he
0: wasn't in the rivalry. But, like, think about it. If he wins a championship here next, like, say, if he comes here this summer and plays next season, we win the championship, everyone will forget about that. I mean, they'll be like, oh, well, we just won because we have the brawn, but they'll be so happy. They'll get to go to the parade. They'll see a championship in Boston. They'll forget about it after three years if he comes here and wins three in a row. The, no one will care. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. Okay, so before we move on, right. what do they do with the
1: draft, Connor? Real quick, because you probably won't be on before the draft again. So, yeah, so what what are they doing in the draft? Are they moving? Are they going to try to make something work, or is is Grayson Allen? Definitely-
0: <laughs> I mean, they from everything they said, they love Grayson Allen. Ainge, I feel like he could be like a mini Ange, like he'd be like Danny Ainge Point too. He's kind of like the same player. I mean, obviously, he's probably not going to be as good as Danny Ainge was because Ange is like a like a legend. But I don't. If they want to move up, they need a power forward or center. There's not really a lot of guys around their draft pick. I think, what are they the 27th pick? Something like that? It is 27, yeah. I think, yeah, they have the 27th pick. And I looked today at this draft.net, whatever, and there's a lot of Wang players around that area. There's not a lot of good centers slash power forwards. So, I mean, there's another Duke guy that could pick up Duvall. I think it's Duvall who's going around like the 28th, 29th pick right now. So if they can get Allen, I wouldn't mind it, but I, f- I don't think they're going to take him just because he's he's starting to slide down the draft boards a little bit, like mid-second, mid-second round.
1: Yeah, no, I th- I think um, I-, I would like Grayson Allen, but if he's going to slip and he's projected to go in the second round and if someone else said that you like better, obviously draft him. Um, I- I- yeah. I'm, I'll am i give my prediction. Um down the road, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I have an idea of what they're going to do. Uh, moving on, Patriots making the news shocker again because this is what they're doing, and I just feel like they just are leaking things to leak things at this point. Um, apparently, apparently, Bill Belichick was on the phone making calls about possibly trading Gronk three days before the NFL draft. Reportedly, he was looking to trade up to get Tom Brady's replacement. One, what a storyline that would have been <laughs> if you trade Tom's main guy, besides Julian Edelman, if not his main guy, who's going like, to help him win now for Baker or
0: something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, do you think he would have tried to get Baker in that, in that standpoint? Like, he probably would have traded him to the Browns. I feel like they would have gave the Browns that pick. Oh, for sure. And yeah. they
1: said they liked Baker Mayfield. Like, that was who. And there were reports that came out earlier that, like, around draft time saying that if he wasn't at one, mm-hmm. that was probably going to happen. So, like, would that was Gronk involved in that conversation, like even on draft day, even though three days before they were making phone calls?
0: I mean, it has to be on Gronk's mind. I mean, now that this news is coming out, I feel like Gronk's just laughing at it and saying, like, all right, when am I going to get traded? He's probably sitting there any minute just, like, looking at his phone every second, like, all right, am I going to get a text saying, all right, Gronk, you're out? Like, he he's not – I don't think he's going to be here much longer, to be honest. Um, I think he's here as long as Brady's here, you know, I, I mean, Kraft
1: so. came out on the record and said, you know, that trade stuff's hogwash and it never happened, but obviously he's going to say that because there is yeah, guys and exactly. he also might probably didn't even know if Bel- if Belichick's making phone calls, cause at this point, who knows Belichick's probably on rogue um, after trading Jimmy G for absolutely nothing. And yeah, I th- yeah. Belichick's just losing it right now. I think if anything, Belichick leaves first at this point. Because he's doing all this stuff to mess up the program. If it wasn't for Belichick, wouldn't Brady and Gronk be getting their way? Guerrero would probably be in the locker room. Like if, like right now, Connor, if Brady, if if Brady and Gronk basically drove Belichick out of town and he decided to retire, and say mm-hmm. McDaniels took over, which is what we assume is going to happen eventually anyway at this oh, yeah, point, yeah. wouldn't McDaniels let Guerrero back in the locker room?
0: I mean, I would think so. I mean, you would have to believe so because, like mcdaniels knows how good guerrero is for gronk and tom brady i mean so he would definitely be allowed back in even on the he'd be back allowed on the, like allowed back on the plane and everything but do you think tom brady would be happy if um, belichick just left i don't know it, it, I, it I, may be because he really likes josh mcdaniels and
1: belichick seems to be getting under his skin at this point he's he went golfing not with his family or anything else just went golfing um lately he avoided OTAs. Um, it doesn't look as bad now because the Patriots canceled the last two practices of OTAs. When do they do that? Um, so, I mean, that's a direct response to everyone saying they're not fun. They don't have a good time. Um, teams are now avoiding them for joint practices. The Eagles said they're not going to do it. The list is getting shorter for joint oh, I didn't practices. Even know that. Yeah, like people Shit. Are shining away from them. So, like, is it all Belichick? If Belichick goes away, does everyone get the way they want? Everyone shies away. Is Belichick's time up? That's a big storyline that's coming out of this because, and not, I don't think a lot of people are really talking about it this way because mm-hmm. I don't think it's really—they don't see it happening. But what if by—I mean—I don't think it'll happen this year because if they were going to leave, if he was going to leave, he would have already done it because he wouldn't be putting up all the crap.
0: Oh yeah, he, he wouldn't—he wouldn't even go into the season if he was going to leave. So he wouldn't have gone through mandatory
1: minicamp. No,
0: he's—he's he's, 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 yeah, but um. What was I going to say? He – I don't know. I don't think we could win without Belichick, though, He too. He matters a lot. Like, do you think we would have the same season with McDaniels? Like, I don't think McDaniels is half the coach Belichick would be. This year – well, he's never going to be half the coach well, Belichick. Yeah, uh, well, obviously. I legit think Belichick is the greatest head coach of all time. Yeah. But
1: I think with McDaniels this year, you could you probably still win. You could still go to the Super Bowl because you have the roster. But it's yeah. the after that factor because – then you have to worry about someone else running the team, managing the offseason stuff, because mm-hmm. Belichick's been doing that for years, and it's it doesn't seem like they're going to not... They're, like, they're going to give Josh McDaniels that responsibility, it sounds like. So, oh, yeah. do you trust Josh McDaniels to do it without really watching Bill closely? No. Oh, um, uh, yeah. So, this year, fine. Yeah. Br- Belichick did his thing. He let people leave. He brought new guys in. I trust McDaniels on the field, coach these guys, especially offensively. And oh, yeah. Crazy, so, whatever. And, um, defensively they've gotten stronger they've gotten better they've gotten more aggressive um so it's just one of those things where yeah this year either whoever's coaching belichick's obviously better off but mcdaniel's
0: for this year would be fine it's next year and the year after and building the future that for us and like next year you might not even have brady i mean who knows when brady wants to hang it up he says he wants to play until he's like what 45 or whatever but like but then, who but knows then, well, what he actually Tom thinks
1: time in that last episode and it's like well yeah. do you really
0: know how long i want to do this and then who knows how long Gronk's going to be here for, and then Edelman could leave, whatever. Like, they, if they start trading people away or people start leaving the team, no one's going to want to play here. Brady might just get up and leave, and then, you know, the Patriots' fantasy is over. Like, we're not going to win any more Super Bowls for a while. They all leave, obviously.
1: Crazy thing is, if the Patriots just won the damn Super Bowl, we wouldn't be talking about anything. Oh,
0: no. This would not be happening right now.
1: No, because all the
0: players who've come out
1: and talked, like the Eagles players and people who've played for Eagles and, and- – even for the Texans under, um, blanking on name. Um, I know who you're talking about, too. Yeah, What's his name? I don't know yeah. what I'm his name. Maybe my producer can help me, Patty P. Um, but what I'm thinking is, you know, like, if if they don't beat the Patriots, then they're still the almighty Patriots. Bill O'Brien, excuse me. Bill O'Brien. And then they're still the almighty Patriots. None of this stuff comes out. This drama is only coming out because they lost.
0: Oh, yeah. Because and because Tom he didn't
1: play Pine Malcolm Butler, too. Did. Because if they won, Tom versus Tom would have been, "Oh, yay, we did so well!" And uh-huh. then nothing. None of that, that sparked this.
0: And the the whole Butler decision, not playing Butler the whole game, that sparked it too. Like, what is what was Belichick thinking? Is Butler what, still here if he plays? Yeah, what is? But I haven't even heard Butler's name at all. Like, where, where is Butler?
1: I mean, he went to Tennessee. Mike Vrabel grabbed him,
0: but oh, like, wow, yeah, it. wow, yeah,
1: It's I one of those that. things where not playing Butler probably one of the dumbest moves he's ever made. Now yep. is translating to, one, Butler could have still been here, but I, I think they're fine. Jason McCourty's a good number two, whatever it may be. But it's now, a, well, now Deion Lewis feels disrespected. You're, you're disrespecting everybody. Now they're not having fun. Gronk sends subtle reminders to Amendola. You're free, fly, when he goes to Miami. All those things were a spark of not, him not losing control by not playing Malcolm Butler and losing that Super Bowl.
0: Exactly. And now so we're just a sad
1: Foxborough. That spread the process. So we'll leave it there, but just know... If they beat the Eagles, this all probably isn't happening. Oh. Final topic of the night before we get out of here: Chris Sale. Um, ha- want to talk about it? Red Sox swept the Orioles um, in a three-game series. Biggest thing was Chris Sale pitched phenomenally, and then got taken out. And as he was walking out, was tight like this, if you didn't watch the game, you know, watch the highlights. Strike zone was tight. Had an argument. Went back, walked to the dugout, and just screamed, "You motherfucker!" to the ump. It's really what he said. Oh, yeah. uh, got tossed, obviously. Immediately, right away. He apologized. Cooled down after the game. The biggest thing I want to touch on with this is people after the game were saying, "Do we really want a guy like that long term? Who's going who's gonna to be that much of a hothead?" Answer: <laughs> Yes.
0: Are they crazy? Why would you even ask that question?
1: Pitch, like... Guys, pitchers are like <laughs> both in hockey. The, they're hotheads. The good ones are absolutely insane. Pedro, oh, he's yeah. a good guy. Clinically insane when he's on the mound. Chris Sale. Phenomenal pitcher, cut up jerseys in Chicago. Best story yeah. ever for a pitcher in my mind. Um, this, you know, he's psycho. He's they're legit psychopaths. They talk to themselves. They chomp the bits. If you don't walk Chris Sale because of something like this, you're nuts. Look at David Price. Polar opposite. Yeah, close to the I same mean, skill level, right? Mm-hmm. But he would never do that. He doesn't have that kind of fire or energy under his ass.
0: Mm-hmm. I want David Price here, but he's not Chris Sale. But he's not Chris Sale. He's not. I mean, he was a Cy Young, but like Chris Sale's. Probably, I mean, I would say he's like the top. He's in the top three pitchers in baseball. Best pitchers in baseball. I mean, um, starting, he's close. starting he, pitcher he's wise very, He's very close to the top three. I mean, he probably is top three. I mean, to yeah, me. let's just say that. Yeah, I mean, but like, I saw like a tweet today, like, oh, like, why would you want this guy? Like, he's not a good role model. I'm like, are you crazy? Like, he's a great role model. He has not done nothing wrong really over his career. But get hyped up and want to win. Your, your goal should be. People feed off that energy. People yeah, want to exactly. it. I mean, it could rub people off the wrong way. Some people, I don't know who, but like maybe David Price, who's just sitting there like, oh, we might get a win, whatever. I don't care if we win or not. But we want people who want to win in Boston. If you're going to come here and just be like, oh, I don't give a fuck about winning, then just get out of here. Don't play for a Boston sports team. Yeah, the biggest thing with Chris Sale, the only question mark I have is the durability, right?
1: I mean, all year they talked about they managing his innings. They want him to be durable yeah. for the whole year. That, the that's sort of like, I get that, especially because by the time his contract's up, and yeah, I think it's in a couple years, Mm-hmm. You then have to worry about okay next contract's five years at least. So do you want to pay a thirty something year nice. pitcher that far into his thirties, or is he really that guy? That's I the wouldn't, but... only question
0: mark. I would do. Yeah. It. Oh, you, you think he's going to be that good? I Bro, think.
1: Well, I think you can pay him, and then you can still have, bring somebody else in. Okay. Like, yeah. I think you're going to find somebody else down the road who can come in
0: here. And, you're the Boston Red, Red Sox.
1: You're the Boston Red Sox. You're going to find someone who's a Frasier and go, yeah, we'll take you too. Thanks, we'll mm-hmm. take you too because. I think his contract's up after next season. So then you, you're probably going to get, what, two, three more Chris Sale years out of him. In that go time, you can find somebody. Good Chris
0: Sale years, yeah. Yeah,
1: and then after that, it becomes a, what, number two? Great. He's a number oh, two. Oh, yeah,
0: I'll take Chris Sale as my That's number a Chris four. Sale
1: number two, yeah. and his 30, right. at, when he's 36 years old, is phenomenal. So <laughs> I think you pay the guy. I think it's worth it because you don't have anybody else in the pipeline because Not all your yet. all your farm system is shot to hell, and it's all sprinkled across the league. Um, go to seattle go to milwaukee mayor ding dong city out there like <laughs> your your once touted farm system is just sprinkled across <laughs> the united states of america so it's just dombrowski this is what we knew we were getting into when we got him at this point you're willing you claim you're willing to pay people do it uh that's why that's why i was always so mad about the handling thing because you're willing to dish out the dough to everybody and then say well we don't want to pay Hanley 22 million next year so fuck it we're going to trade him now Which, um no sense yeah, so whatever that may be, but Chris Sale, long term, you want him here, guys, because yeah. him that fireness, he literally told the ump he was a motherfucker. Who does that?
0: <laughs> psychopaths.
1: Psychopaths. A good psychopaths.
0: Psychopaths.
1: And this is and that's the kind of stuff that's good for baseball too. I saw some other stuff. Oh yeah, this is bad. This is what's bad for baseball. No, this is what's good for baseball.
0: Baseball is boring to a lot of people. Oh yeah, you want fights and people getting kicked out of games.
1: Fights That's kicked out of games like the Yankees first series with the Red Sox that were yeah. all
0: initiated over yeah. the course of the series. Like Joe, Joe Kelly is a psychopath. Exactly. Great. Yeah.
1: Perfect for the game. You want I'm a baseball team. guy. I can sit and watch any nine inning game. Not a lot of people can anymore though.
0: Uh, yeah. I, I know you can. can. You can. I, I I barely can. I mean, I can watch like six in. If it's a good game, I'll watch the whole thing. But I can. If it's like I don't know, like Red Sox versus like I don't even say like the Tigers, I can't sit there and watch the whole game.
1: No, you can't. And that's the thing is that, you know, only ways most people can watch a full game and even then, it's going to Fenway. But sad, but I mean, even then people leave early.
0: Like, oh yeah, they got to beat traffic, they got to catch the train.
1: And I'm going to go to the bars. it's the 600, they're 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 up by one, they'll be fine. What?
0: No. Well, no, if if it's a 1-0 game, I'm staying in my seat, especially when you paid like 80 bucks for that ticket. You're staying in that seat and watching the whole thing. Like come on. I don't, I don't get some Boston Red Sox fans. They'll go for like five innings and then leave. you got to stay for the whole game.
1: No, yeah. You're going to stay. You're going to pay $9 for a beer. You might as well experience it. And, exactly. And, yeah. Um, all right. We'll leave it there. God. That was nice doing that show without Nick.
0: Oh, yeah. Who needs Nick?
1: That was his first show. Never. Like in the history of this podcast. Wow. That so was
0: his we, first miss show. We just made Couch Guy Sports history, huh?
1: Yeah. Seriously, Nick, you're awesome. good. Connor yeah. and I got it
0: you could take every day off
1: enjoy your enjoy your uh, date nights it's okay I'm avoiding date night my fiance sitting in the other room while I do this because I'm dedicated I'm <laughs> like Nick um, uh, we'll leave it there uh, big man. shout out to Joe Murray joining us from the sports hub don't forget to follow him on Twitter and of course send him your wishes get him the full time job at uh, good old 98.5 the sports hub next to the uh, sports Vulcan himself uh, Adam Jones that's gotta be a fun job it drove Nick Catlett back out of town to Virginia talk sports in Virginia so, who knows how that'll go. Couch Guy Sports, loose Change Podcast, in the books, Nick Quags. I'll do my best I can. We're good. Talk to you next week. See ya. Peace. The loose Change Podcast is a Couch Guy Sports production. Have any questions? Feel free to email us at couchguysports at gmail.com. Thanks.